Welcome back, creepy cats. Today we are continuing our theme of abandoned asylums. Jackie is going to talk about the Belitz Heilsatin Hospital and its long history of politics, crime, and the paranormal. Please be aware that this episode will discuss an extremely violent act committed against a child. Listener discretion is strongly advised. What is up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. Ew, that's creepy. Today we are back, and it is me, Jackie, telling the second story of abandoned spooky asylums. Go, Jackie, go, Jackie, go. Go, Jackie, go, Jackie, go. <laughs> I am just going to say, well, we're just going to jump right into it. Mine is in Germany, and so obviously I'm going to apologize right off the bat for any pronunciation errors that I make. I am horrific with languages, so sorry. We need to keep That's doing it. international cases. Yeah, this one is kind of like yours, where there's not a whole lot of paranormal stuff, but the history of this place is insane, and I actually want to um, give a quick trigger warning. There's a part in the story that is really, really messed up. So, like, I'll say it before, but it's just... It's really um, a graphic depiction of something that happened, so this one is a little more violent in the history. If that's not for you, I wouldn't recommend. Great. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not here for violence against women, I mean, like, no one's here for it, but if that really, really upsets you, I would say maybe skip this episode. Thank you for that trigger warning. Yeah. So, we'll just, because I don't want to have to give a minute trigger warning when I'm on the brink of telling it. You know, people are like, just tell me it. Yeah. <laughs> give me the juice. Yeah, they're like, well, we don't care about the trigger warning now. So, <laughs> this one is the Belitz Hellstatten Hospital. Um, you can, there is a very good description of the directions on how to go here. It is in Bielitz, Germany, which is a small little town. Um, you ha you can go there on train directly from Ostbahnhof Alexanderplatz. Um, I love that name. Yeah, it says it's 50 minutes from Alexanderplatz. And you get off at the stop. It's called Bielitz Hellstatten Bahnhof, so you'll know. And... You arrive at the train station. Some of the uh, descriptions are pretty funny. They're like, it is derelict, so you'll know you're there when you're at, like, <laughs> this disgusting rundown train station, basically. <laughs> just like Melissa's, this place is huge. I'm just going to show Melissa a picture of the map. So these are the buildings of it. There's one, two, three, four, five... I think there's 10, maybe 10 buildings overall, and two of them are huge. So those are, like, the main buildings, and this is the layout of just what one of them is. Hmm. So just one of the main buildings has, what I can see just on the map, 40 rooms. So <sighs> just like Melissa's tail, this place is huge, which is, like, and this place is so 
cool. The pictures of this place, if you were a photographer, like, it's amazing because it's huge, so you could spend all day there, and it is really beautiful. That's how mine was. We should find a very, very lucky German listener and a very, well, we'd be the lucky ones. Yeah. And an awesome Australian listener, and one day in the future, go on a tour. Please. Please. So, this place is obviously huge. It has a lot of buildings, a lot of rooms. Some of them have nicknames. It's really hard to tell why. There is, like, one room. It's pretty popular, uh, a house. It's called the Whitney Houston house. <laughs> it's like a stage with a room and a piano, and Whitney Houston is just graffitied in giant letters on the wall. I actually don't know if it's graffiti or if that... No, it has to be. Whitney Houston wouldn't have been alive back then, so it has to be. The power she has. The power. So I will say in 2015, it was pretty open and abandoned until 2015, but in 2015, guards started lurking and putting up CCTV cameras, and I read some comments that as of January 2021, so just a couple months ago, that all the buildings were either in use or construction sites were up, and it's boarded up. I think they have plans as of now. I read they're trying to... Uh, make this into an amusement park. What in the hell? I have no idea how. So this place is so big that there is, I guess, a power plant on, like, on the area, and you can still tour the power plant, I believe. They did have tours of the overall facility, but I don't know if that's still happening with, like, the construction they're doing. Wow. So this actually was also the place that the movie The Pianist by oh my gosh is it by M. Night Shyamalan I'm not sure I'm pretty sure it is but The Pianist was shot here along with Operation Valkyrie and music videos for a song called Mainhearts Brent by a German metalist group called Ramstan so it's it's so beautiful yeah there's movies People like to go shoot here. Cool. That sort of thing. They better be making donations. Right. It's in a historic town in Potsdam Middlemark District in Brandenburg, Germany. Um, it's chiefly known for its cultivation of white asparagus, which I thought was interesting. <laughs> um, so, Belitz is about 11 miles south of Potsdam, and the town is surrounded by extensive pine woods of the new Niplitz nature park so it is surrounded by nature which like they did it on purpose and i'll go into the history now so in 1898 um berlin's health insurance authorities bought about 140 hectares which is equivalent to i think one hectare is like a little over two acres so 140 is like a lot of land they bought it to build a tuberculo tuberculosis sanatorium in a nursing home so they built a 600 bed capacity treatment center and they opened it in early 1902 which is the same year that yours opened wow. with separate facilities for men and women and it was supposed to be a really good place to recover from TB because it was all surrounded by the woods. And they obviously say if you had TB back then, the best thing to do was get fresh air and oxygen. So if you look it up, like, this is like they had open places, open parts that you're basically in the woods. Like, it does look beautiful if you were recovering there. 
I want to go there. I do too. It was expanded over the following years after it was made to cater to Berlin's sickly population, which I guess was growing. But in August 1914, all the regular patients were kicked out because the outbreak of the war. And so there were like 1,500 beds that were made available to new patients from the war. So, from World War One, it was kind of just became a military hospital for the German army. They obviously had plans, like, I think they wanted to convert it just back to a regular old TB place or just a regular old hospital, but, like, World War One and World War Two happened, so not quickly, but for them, I don't think they ever had time to fully return it back to regular patient hospital. Right. So, Hitler was among... Like, Adolf Hitler was among 12,000 people to be treated here during the war. What? Before World War II. So, if you don't know, yeah, Hitler served in World War One. He got hurt. Um, someone threw a grenade at the Battle of Somme, and he injured his thigh. So, he had to go here to the hospital and recover. I believe he was there for two months recovering up until December 1916. So he is one of the people who recovered there. If the ghost of Adolf fucking Hitler is at this asylum, I am actually not going there. There are rumors that he is. (gasps) Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah, so um, there are pictures. People have pictures, too, of the soldiers that were injured here, and of course people are like, that one looks like Hitler. (laughs) I'm like, who knows? So, okay, so it actually did go back to catering civilians for a a little bit in 1920, and it expanded even more. There were 200 more hectares purchased in 1928, so they're really expanding, and about 1,400 more beds were available, and two-thirds of it was for lung treatment, so definitely for, like, TB still. Mm -hmm. But then in the 1940s, It was occupied by the Red Army forces, and it was taken over by the Soviets and remained under the Soviet military control until 1995. So it was just a Soviet military hospital until the mid-90s. I'm sure that energy was great. Right, after German reunification. And in December 1990, Eric Honecker was admitted here... He was kept here for a while. If you're a history buff, he was an East German communist politician who led the German Democratic Republic from 1971 up until the fall of the Berlin Wall. So he stayed there for a while with his wife. I think he was just, he was ill or he was just kind of like hiding out. And they lived in one of the doctor's villas, which was guarded by the army, but Germany wanted to hold him responsible for the deaths of, like, 190-some German people. And since this hospital was in Germany, he fled after that and just went somewhere else. But that's, like, a big thing that people say that this place housed Hitler and also this German communist politician. It's a lot of bad energy. Yeah. So, once the Soviets withdrew from the place, there were some attempts to try to privatize the complex and try to like make something out of it basically some sections of the hospital are in operation today and are still a neurological rehabilitation center 
Wow. As I could check. I don't know if that is still happening. Like I said, this place is so big. Like, this is not one building. This is multiple buildings. Like, mm-hmm. ten different buildings. So, I don't know with the construction. Like, I don't know if they're still doing that hospital part. They might be. But for up until, like, 2000-something, it was still being used as a neurological rehabilitation center and a center for research and care for victims of Parkinson's disease. Wow. I mean, it's beautiful, so. Good for them to keep trying to use it, though, because, like, the more you keep operating in it, the more it'll get attention for others to keep this beautiful, gorgeous place running. Yeah. Hopefully. But the, so the remainder of the complex, like the surgery room, the psychiatric ward, and the rifle range were abandoned in 1994 when the Soviets left, and as of 2007, there was none of the buildings were secured, so people were just like going ape over there. Like you Graffiti. could just yeah, you could just go in anywhere. But wow. they did say that right after the Soviets left, uh, it obviously began to deteriorate, and locals from the area say that things that weren't like nailed down were stolen from the inside the buildings. That people came in and just like took off the copper from the roofs to sell for money like you know people just do that it happened i don't want to say i hate scrappers because i understand that for some people that's like all you can do but at the same time what part in your little scrapping journey do you not feel guilty for taking a piece of history and probably selling it for next to nothing yeah and it's kind of sad when this place is like such a historical yeah landmark that bums me out so they This place is just so big, I don't even know where this occurs, but apparently they have, like, single-family homes and apartment buildings in a creative village for creative-type people to live in a rehabilitation center are all on the land. I would like to live in a creative village. Okay, I'm not going to pass any judgments at all about this place, but I saw a good amount, a good amount of people saying that this was kind of a uh, place to meet up for BDSM and like wild sex sort of places. At this hospital? Yeah, because it's so big. Like I just said, like they made some of the places into little, I think, hotel rooms that you can rent in apartments. Like this land is just so big that yeah i'm pretty sure some of the places at least at one point in the early 2000s and in 2000s was converted that you could stay i mean i'm assuming because it's a tourist attraction too it makes sense so and this town is like pretty small imagine getting your fetish ad wherever you get it on craigslist or wherever and they're like yeah i'm at the abandoned uh asylum down the road i know right but they do and um, from what I can tell, I think a good amount of porn videos are made there. Like, I typed in, I was trying to find stuff about, I just typed in, like, Belize Hillstatton Hospital sex work, because that was one of the things that came up, and there were, like, so many ads that were, like, on a back page site, basically, about, like, meeting there. And doing so, some sex work? Yeah. Like, yeah, so I don't want to say anything about that for the people who are, like, from there. I don't know, but that was what I was seeing online. Very interesting, and I... Yeah, so that's going to be something I kind of talk about right now, is that 
Um, in the early 2000s, I can't believe I didn't write down this date, so forgive me, but I think it was like 2000, somewhere between 2002 and 2007, there was a crime that occurred. There was a 37-year-old scientist named Michael F. I don't know, maybe it's because um, in Germany, I couldn't find the last names of these people. It was just referred to as Michael F. in Anja P. So... Michael F. in Anja P. Is it Anya? No, it's A-N-J-A. It might be Anya. I don't know, but that's how it's spelled. Okay. He was 37. He was, like, a scientist, I believe. She was 20 and an aspiring model. They had met at the motel in the Belize Hailstein. So, yeah, there must be a motel. And they met there. She was going to model for some fetish photos over the weekend and I read some supports that saying there was actually a fetish photo shoot kind of meetup thing like a lot of fetish photographers I believe this weekend were going to shoot like I literally think they're shooting fetish photography in the abandoned hospital because it looks so creepy that their photos probably just look super cool honestly I'm here for it if they're not destructing anything yeah so the two met in the, they met at the motel. People saw them the weekend that they met. They were at, like, the local restaurant that is nearby on the Saturday afternoon. Uh, they said that she was wearing fishnet stockings and all, like, you know, dressed up. She ordered crepes and that they seemed fine. But police did say that they found her body bound and gagged. There are some reports saying that she was stabbed A lot of other reports that I read said that he, when he lured her into one of the rooms in the place to take photos, that he hit her over the head with a frying pan and beat her to death with a frying pan and then had sex with her body. So a lot of people basically report that she was either stabbed or beat to death with a frying pan and then he had sex with her body in the at some place in the Belitz Hailstein. I can't exactly pinpoint it because the place is huge. But he was charged with manslaughter and sentenced to ten years in prison. He said he didn't mean to do it and it was some a part of like some weird sex game. Kind of hard to tell. I don't think that was part of some sex game. I don't either, but I think crimes are kind of more under wraps in Germany because I couldn't find a whole lot of information like it was like some speculation the DA did make a statement saying that they like weren't gonna say how she died so but then again a lot of these articles are written in Germany so it could have been out there and I could have missed it either way he killed her there (sighs) hate that so this next story is the trigger warning this part oh my god I thought it was the last one no this one's this is rough guys this is some serious even for me i will say this next part is very graphic and very disturbing so this next part is about wolfgang schmidt aka beat or betty b-e-a-t-e schmidt aka the belitz murderer aka the pink giant Beat was born 
a, a male. It obviously was born Wolfgang, but has asked the media and everybody to be referred to as a woman and has now begun the process to change her identity. So I will refer to Beat as her and she since that was what she requested from the media. Is that... Were they going by her she at the time of the story? No. Okay. I will say, yeah, at the time of the story and all these crimes, Beat was still Wolfgang. Okay. So a lot of the news reports and all that say he. Yeah, and this happened obviously in like 80s, 90s, so they weren't really very friendly to gender identity and all that stuff. But regardless, Beat... I'll just ref- I'll just say Schmidt, their last name, was born on October 5th, 1966, and she w- wanted to be a girl since the age of three, and this began with wearing female clothes, particularly around the age six or seven. Schmidt became excited and felt more, like, comfortable putting on bras and panties and, like, clothing that belonged to his mom. But his parents weren't very nice, I don't think. Uh, Eventually, they found the clothes, and the Schmidt had some odd fetish excitement that he got extra excited while wearing these clothes when she wet, soiled, or threw up while wearing the clothes on themselves. It's pretty nasty. That's uh I mean, I'm all here. I'm all here for doing whatever you want, but you're full on ruining clothes and then sitting on it, which I feel like is just not very healthy. Yeah, I'm not going to give an opinion on that. Yeah, so eventually Schmidt's parents found their dirty clothing hidden away and were very upset. They just shamed her and were very disgusted by what had occurred since they just found kind of like all these soiled, messed up clothes in the barn. So Schmidt kind of continued to do this in secret now since her parents were pretty disgusted by what had occurred. Do you know if the parents were disgusted by the clothing in general or specifically the act of what they were doing in the clothes. I think Schmidt's been... parents, sorry to cut you off. I think okay. just from what I've read that Schmidt's parents were disgusted that she wanted to be a girl. Okay, so it wasn't just about the odd fetish. It was the, Yeah, okay. I think it was more that she wanted to wear clothing while she was a guy and be more feminine and that sort of thing. Okay. And I'm assuming in the 60s throughout Schmidt's early life, this was obviously not acceptable, so. But Schmidt's parents referred to Schmidt as a pig and said that she soiled herself still and was gross, basically. Like, that's what Schmidt's mother had apparently told some friends, which obviously is not nice to talk about your child that way, especially since Schmidt, I think, was still around the age of eight when those comments were made. So, like, 
maybe if you're concerned about your child, talk to them. Yeah, that's very sad. <laughs> yeah. So as she aged, Schmidt incorporated magazines that were found in the trash depicting women nude or engaged in pornography. And Schmidt began using different items in his her little sex capades, wearing swimsuits and corsets during these, like, sessions. So these sex sessions for Schmidt were kind of getting more intense as Schmidt grew older. And it was turning into wearing the clothing more often, I believe, and not just for the sexual pleasure, but the sexual pleasures were getting more intense. Okay. So by age 23, all of the activity, yeah, was all, like, increasing, and Schmidt had urges to add an actual person to hit, to her sexcapades, And wanted to have a female perform, or somebody else, like, actually perform things on Schmidt and not just do it alone. So, on October 24th, 1989, Schmidt was, like, going through junkyards and stuff, trying to find... She later says she was trying to find a doll or something out there, but... I mean, it kind of seems like they were on the hunt for women. But, regardless, that night... Schmidt murdered a 51-year-old woman named Edeltraud Nixdorf. She was outside planting tulips in her garden. There was evidence that she fought Schmidt off with a rake, and Schmidt had bludgeoned her, fracturing her skull, and caused a tear to the brain before choking her to death. Jesus. Yeah. This is so odd how... Schmidt didn't assault or do anything like that first. It's so odd that they seemingly just went through... Zero to a hundred. Yeah. Yeah, like, to sexy time by themselves, to murdering, like, real quick. But police suspected the husband of murdering Edeltraud. I mean, they usually do. But sadly, Edeltraud's husband committed suicide the following year by poisoning himself with pesticides... We obviously know that he didn't murder his wife. So on May 24th, 1990, so that first crime happened in October, so this is a little bit later, Schmidt raped 55-year-old Krista Najwicz. She was also strangled, this time with a cord, and her body was found in a junkyard the next day. At the scene, investigators found ladies' pink underwear, which did not belong to Krista, the victim, so they knew it, like, wasn't hers, but was obviously left there. Schmidt later testified that she had found Krista and was, that Krista was drunk and that Schmidt had kind of, like, gone to her side, but then couldn't stop themselves. That's what they said. That's horrifying that's so scary yeah that's really gross so on march 13th 1991 schmidt stabbed 34 year old ingi borkied to death in the woods in blitz which we know the woods just surround the whole hospital 
I'm not exactly sure where. I, I mean, I think it's probably hard to pinpoint where since the woods are so big. But hikers found the body a week later, and there was evidence that Inge had also been raped. I believe that Schmidt said eventually that she was, like, kind of creeping and waiting in the woods and somehow kicked Inge in the face. And By then, accident? No, like, on purpose, but... Oh. I think that's how Schmidt said she dismantled Inge, was, like, kicking her in the face before raping her and stabbing her to death. That's, that's, it's, again, just so crazy that this person went from fetishized, fetish things like that to just full-on assault, murder, and so brutally. Yeah, it is. That happened March 13th. So, uh, just a a bit later on, oh, and this is the big trigger warning, everybody. So, sorry. On March 22nd, 1991, so yeah, just a bit later, 44-year-old Tamara P. I actually can't find her last name, but she was walking through the woods right near the hospital. Like, I believe the woods right outside the hospital leading up to it. Uh, she was walking with her three-month-old son. I think his name was, like, Stanislaw, um, in the stroller. Nothing can be good about a child in this story. Yeah, I'm very sorry. So, walking in the stroller, she's walking her baby. They're right nearby the hospital because Tamara's husband works there and he was working. So, Schmidt comes out of nowhere on the path, grabs the baby out of the stroller and smashes him against a tree and kills the baby instantly. Tamara begins screaming and is obviously hysterical because her baby was just smashed in an instant and killed to death on the tree. So she's hysterically screaming and Schmidt grabs her and gags her with her own bra before strangling Tamara to death. I hate this person. Yeah, I'm very sorry. That was horrific, and that crime with the baby messed me up. So, on April 5th, this is 14 days after Tamara P. and her son were killed, Schmidt spotted two 12-year-old girls in a wooded area, like, somewhere nearby. Billets is, like, basically all woods, so who knows, honestly, but it's all nearby the, the hospital. I would not be walking in these woods anymore after I heard this murderer did this in the woods and has been killing around the woods. Right? So, she, yeah, these two girls were walking. It was, like, near a church in Ludwigfeld. Schmidt grabbed hold of one of the girls and obviously was trying to kidnap her, but she was able to scratch away. I believe Schmidt did hold her, like, at knife point, but the girl fought Schmidt off and both of them escaped and ran away. You go, girls. Yeah, so they were able to go to the police, and they were able to give a description of Schmidt to the police, and the police pretty quickly believed that this was the person behind all of the murders that had, like, basically occurred since the last year. So a composite sketch was prepared, and it was published in the newspaper. So the same, literally the same day that the two girls got attempted to be abducted and attacked, Schmidt enters the home of 66-year-old 
Talatia. I can't find her last name. I'm sorry. I told you guys they don't always publish these last names. But he entered the home of a 66-year-old woman and strangled her to death and defiles her corpse, which is disgusting. With the same fetish that they were doing in the beginning. Yeah, I'll just say that. Schmidt does disgusting things to the corpse. And I believe Schmidt had done this to Ingi as well. Which usually I wouldn't really say that stuff, but it, it related to Schmidt's fetish, so it kind of tied Schmidt to this. Yeah, it's odd. Yeah. So on August 1st of that same year, two men were jogging in the woods of Belitz. They saw a man masturbating with a jacket on, and a, it was like, um, unzipped and there was a bra underneath so the man was masturbating in a bra and a jacket the two men like realized that this man that they were seeing matched the picture the composite sketch that they had seen published so they actually grabbed him right then and there like snatched Schmidt from the woods they had no fear they just went over and grabbed him even though he was masturbating and they Yeah, and they took him to the police station. Like, they just, like, took him there themselves, I guess. They took Schmidt over there himself and was like, I mean... Imagine wrangling that person in out in the woods from the woods to their car while they're just trying to do their weird... Not weird. Everyone has their own things, but they're trying to do that in the woods. Those people are really good Samaritans. It is kind of crazy thinking they... Yeah. And I was also thinking, like, think if it wasn't the right person, but then the description was of a man dressed in woman's clothing out in the woods, so I don't think, I think they were pretty sure that they had the right person. So they grabbed Schmidt, and they took Schmidt to the police station, and obviously the police took her into custody, and Schmidt was arrested, and I believe Schmidt confessed kind of like right upon being questioning i don't think schmidt really held much back wow uh schmidt said that she believed each woman was like a figment of her imagination basically and that she was kind of living out some fantasy and that she didn't believe that it was all real until she saw the newspaper the reports in the newspaper of the deaths I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I don't know either, but that's just that. In late 1992, Wolfgang Schmidt was still Wolfgang Schmidt and was sentenced to 15 years in prison. It was uh, then sent to the a forensic hospital in Brandenburg. Schmidt, after that, yes, asked the court if they could be addressed as a woman from then on out and could change their name to beat. So in 2001, the courts granted Schmidt's wishes and the public and media then after 2001 began referring to Schmidt as beat and calling her gender as she requested as a she. So we will abide by beat's wishes Beat is trying to get a sex change, but in trying to get the necessary hormones and shots and all that stuff to 
fully become a woman. However, this process, I believe, is obviously more difficult since uh, the doctors in the hospital have said that they believe that Schmidt should be institutionalized for the rest of her life because she is unpredictable and uncontrollable. So I don't know if that operation will occur or if Schmidt will ever be able to get a 100% sex change because I do not believe that they will ever really Schmidt, but... Does she have knows? any known health mental health diagnosis? That's a really good point. And I... They made that public. I do not think so. I mean, I feel like something has to be up with that. It's just so odd to me that they go from, like you said, zero to hundred. How it goes from being a fetish to all of a sudden you're horribly, horrifically murdering people, and to do that to a child is yeah. so unfathomable disgusting that they just picked it like she just picked it up out of the stroller and beat it off the oh i hated that part of the story but you want to think it's just the asylum i want to think it's something about the woods drawing these people and people something about the asylum drawing them in and i do think that's true but with this story specifically the fact that it was so repetitive it's like you can't just say that the asylum some dark energy was causing you to do this beat because you did it so many times exactly and so i know i said like the more recent crime first but i wanted to say that one first because i just think it's interesting that the thing with like Michael F. and Anya P. They said that Michael F. was like a normal guy, but he people said he had sex with the corpse, and that was kind of Schmidt's whole like thing was having sex with all the corpses. So people obviously draw those two similarities and think that's like very odd, and just kind of think it's odd knowing the sexual history and knowing the that Schmidt was very sex driven in the. Con- crimes that she committed that the hospital is still like some odd place for sexual meetups it just seems very weird and i know that it's probably an amazing picture for photography and stuff but it just seems um a little disrespectful and just odd yeah you're meeting up at a place that's known for horrific crimes sex crimes too sex crimes yeah did the doctor remind me did he admit to doing this or did he say he never did it what the doctor with Anya Michael F he said it was just it was an accident and a part of like the sex game like he basically said I think that they were having like BDSM sex and that I assumed he strangled her to death but other port yeah reports other reports said that she was beaten I mean maybe that was part of like maybe he, he said that was part of the BDSM too I don't know But regardless, that's still another thing that people are like, that is just odd that after Schmidt committed those sex crimes that the hospital became a place for, like, sexual hookups and meetups. Yeah. The whole dark energy of this place by itself and then also involving extreme sex is just, like, it makes my skin crawl thinking of that energy. Yeah. I don't know. It just makes it odd that it just attracts people to have sex there thinking it is just so creepy yeah like we all get it 
you want to do it wherever you want to do it, but I don't know how. Find a new dingy motel. I don't really know how, yeah, you can think of the horrific crimes that happened there. But the last thing I'm going to say about beat Schmidt is that in 2010, Schmidt was investigated for raping a transgender inmate and causing this inmate to attempt suicide. Um, the fellow transgender patient claimed to have been raped in the shower by Schmidt on several occasions and had tried to kill themselves. So, but doctors have obviously recommended that Wolfgang now known as Beat, stay institutionalized for the rest of her life because she is unpredictable and uncontrollable. Sounds like it. I think that the doctor's recommendation that she stay institutionalized for the rest of her life is probably a valid recommendation. Beat, I hate you. (laughs) Yeah, I do too. There's just, uh, there's nothing to say about that because it's really disturbing what you could do to innocent people of all ages that's another odd thing is that all the sex crimes and all the rape and like the two girls he was obviously gonna try to kill the one and they were 12 and then the one girl that she killed was 66 years old so i hate beat and i hate the dark sexual energy at this asylum yeah so that's all we'll say about beat before i'll just tell a quick ghost story to try to lighten it up yeah. So, that is horrific. And obviously there are some ghost stories. Kind of like Melissa's, there aren't a whole lot. And there's a lot of people who go ghost hunting. But sadly, it was a little more difficult com- for me because a lot of these people are German. So, it's not like you can't translate Google Translate a YouTube clip. <laughs> so, sorry. But you can go listen. There are a good amount of them if you speak German. A lot of people say that you can hear a lot of voices and noises and opening and shutting of doors. I did watch some videos and there were a lot of opening and slamming of doors at night. And then people say the temperature drops and goes up. Uh, Yeah, they say it's a place for singles and people looking for sexual relations there. There are stories, too, of missing people who go missing in bullets, and there are reports of bodies being found inside the hospital. What? Yeah, I don't know on that. People also say that it's a meetup for neo-Nazis and Satanists to go there and do rituals, and so a lot of paranormal people go there, and they say that they capture footage and stuff online. Um, There was one story that I did find. Um, It was from ParanormalGuide.com, so thank you guys. A woman actually sent in her story and said that when she was younger, she said that she liked to be referred to as Anne in the story. So Anne said that when she was younger, she visited the location a couple times as a teen. She said she went there with her friends. They would go explore the buildings and you could get into it really easy back then so she said that they were in one of the old surgery rooms which she heard someone asking her for a scalpel and they asked in German so she said that she turned to her friends to see what they wanted but nobody was there and like all of a sudden her friends were gone and she said like the next thing she knew she heard her friends yelling out her name and stuff and they were looking for her 
And they had said that they had all gone to the surgery room, but when they had got in there, like, she had just disappeared. So they thought that she had left, and they, like, started looking in other rooms and then just couldn't find Anne. And so they started calling out to her. And her friends, like, sworn that she had been with them right up until the moment that, like, Anne said she heard someone question her about the scalpel. But, yeah, she said next thing she knew, she was just in a completely different room, and it had been a half an hour had passed. That is so creepy, so scary. Ew, and thinking about they said a scalpel, something about that is more scary. Yeah, and the fact that they were, like, in the surgery room, too, and it said something about a scalpel. So She, like, went back in time and did a ghost surgery real quick and then came back. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) So people obviously say there is a lot of, like... EVPs, noises, doors slamming. This one doesn't have as much, yeah, I don't have a lot of paranormal stories because it's more in German, but that murder story, though, like, the fact that there was a serial killer and then a fetish killing, and something that a lot of people say is, like, really odd is that that scientist, Michael F., who killed the model... Like, he was kind of a normal dude before that, and people say it's pretty weird that he had sex with her dead body, because that was something that the serial killer, the Belitz monster, did. Yeah. So people, like, pointed to that and were like, ew. Was that around the same time? Were those two Um, in operation around the same time? So the Belitz murderers, that was, like, from 1989 to, I think, 1991 or 1992, so he, that was, like, in the mid-90s that he got locked up. And the other story, I believe, was in the early 2000s. So I believe, like, the Belitz murderer was happening when it was still owned by the Soviets. And then the other murder happened when it was, like, they were trying to privatize it and add some apartments and whatever. That does seem so strangely similar. Yeah, that's kind of what people say. They're like, hmm, that's weird. But, yeah... Pretty, pretty spooky. It's definitely something I feel like people can't really talk about. The serial murderer, the bullets monster, Beat Schmidt, aka Wolfgang Schmidt. People can't really talk about that without talking about the hotel. Because it's like, that murder that he did in that baby is probably one of the most horrific things I've ever heard of. And it happened right outside. But I will also say, this place is stunning 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 like it is just beautiful so i would highly highly recommend checking it out i will put up all 10 pictures on instagram i think instagram only lets you put up 10 pics i will try to pick the best 10 pictures that i found because i kid you not there are thousands of pictures of the different buildings online so i'll put up the best 10 but yeah That's that. I'm pretty sure they're working on it to construct something new, so who knows what will be there. But if you've ever been there, if you ever know anyone who's been and they have spooky stories or just want to tell us about it, we would love to know. I don't know how I feel about them redoing anything because I feel like the energy there from going from Hitler to bad energy to this... um, murder in the sexual way to then going to a serial killer with such intense fetishes such disturbing murders for all of that to be happening in the same area I almost don't even know if it's like something should be built there but at the same time you don't just want it to wither away and waste 
Yeah, especially because this place, like, the architecture and the place is stunning. And a lot of, I think even though people came and, like, took from it, a lot of people said, like, broken glasses and stuff, like... It didn't have that. Like, it's not run down. Like, it's not totally disgusting. And something I think I saw one of the ghost people, one of the people exploring, said when they went, like, they just said, like, some of the doors were open, and it just has, like, this inviting feel. Like, they said that, yeah, they would, like, look in one of the buildings, a door would just be open, almost, like, inviting you to come in. So, seems like a super dope place, but it also seems creepy as hell. I want to go in and, um... Catch a vibe, if you will. <laughs> I want to see what the vibe is like there. If I get inviting or if I get like negative as all hell. I do too. God, that, that was rough. That. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. That one was disgusting. I don't even want to look at your face anymore, Jackie. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, that was longer than I intended. But that's that. <sighs> thank you for sharing. I don't even want to say thank you right now. All right. Sorry, guys. We'll just end it at that. Thanks for listening. <laughs> We love you guys. Thank you for listening. Sorry. Don't hate us. I'm sorry. We love our German listeners too. We love you all. I'm sorry. Sending love and light. <laughs> Teas and peace. Thoughts and prayers, everybody. Teas and peace. We love you. <laughs> love ya. Bye. Bye. Want to creep on us? Follow us on social media at ew, that's creepy podcast, or send us an email at ew, that's creepy podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks, creepy cats.